Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Good morning, Matt. My name is Steve Stewart. Pleasure to see you again. I'm the CEO and Chairman of QC Copper and Gold. And uh, today we're here to talk to you about the big news that just came out earlier this week, which was our maiden resource report on the Opamiska Copper Mine Complex. Uh, the global envelope was 400 and uh, excuse me, 104 million tons of copper equivalent at a, an average grade of 0.85% uh, copper. And uh, really, tomorrow is all about the story of growth. OK, so Monday we defined how large this is uh, going forward. We're going to see how big we can get it. We know where this mineralization is. It's in our model. We just need more drilling. So uh, we're shifting our focus really on two folds. One is, is where, how are we going to make this twice as big? And secondly, you know, we've realized, well, we realized this a long time ago, but as of Monday, uh, we've been able to define to the market that this is going to be a mine. So it's really a change of focus. And, and we're thinking long-term, uh, what, what foundations do we have to lay down uh, in order to prepare ourselves to, to go into production down the road? Because that's where this is going. This is, this is Quebec's next copper mine and there's very few uh, comparables like it. Okay, Steve, like, I could have you back on the show. Obviously, we, we were talking about this story back in June, um, and you had a bit of work to do. Um, I saw the press release, and I do want to get into that, but you, you're talking the language of being a miner. You're a 32 million market cap company. Can you, can you really justify that statement? Of course we can. I mean, look, it's just the beginning. I mean, we, we, QC Copper has been off the radar uh, except for Monday. Monday was our arrival. We just arrived at the big dance and we came out with big numbers, high confidence numbers, high grade numbers, pit constrained, conservative estimates. 82% of that is in the measured and indicated category. We're leveraging a huge database we inherited from Falco Bridge, which is high quality. We, uh, we expanded upon it. We verified the data. We expanded upon it. We filled in the gaps. Um, and we came out with two billion, two billion pounds of copper that cannot be ignored. That is $8.3 billion worth of gross metal value in the ground, on the rail, on a paved highway in the heart of Quebec. Uh, it doesn't get more interesting than that. I mean, there are very few initial resources that come out with that scale. It takes time for that information to be absorbed and understood. I also think uh, while everybody's interested in copper, few understand the metrics and how that translates. Everybody understands gold. Everybody understands a 5 million ounce, one gram deposit. That's sort of the de facto sort of standard. But if you convert 2 billion pounds of copper at 0.85 copper equivalent, convert that into gold, that's 4.75 million ounces of gold at a 1.4 uh, gram per ton deposit. That's apples to apples. That's in line with the first resource that uh, Malarctic came out with back, you know, got to be 15 years ago. Did they grow it? Absolutely. So we're following that game plan. There's a lot of similarities. We're in Quebec. They had a high-grade underground mine. We had a high-grade underground mine. Nobody believed them. You know, hell, they bought it for $80,000 from Barrick, who are supposed to be the best miners in the world. They are, but everybody overlooks opportunities. Uh, the Opamiska sat idle for 30 years, and nobody recognized the value until Charles Beaudry, my VPX, uh, had been bugging me for years uh, to, to take a run at this. And it wasn't until we had the right timing opportunity vehicle to, to, to run at it and acquire it. Um, and so, you know, nobody believed us until Monday. I mean, there were a few, like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of smart people who saw what we had, but we couldn't talk about it publicly until, until we had the 43101, which came out 
few days ago. We've doubled, nearly doubled in price since then. And uh, I think we've got a, a long way to go. Maybe not double. I see you smirking at me there. But I, what, what are we up? 18 cents? And oh, we're, 50%. We're now, I'll give you 50%. Uh, 20, 50%, 50%, 100%. <laughs> so, you know, look, we've had, we've had a great run. We've had 20 million shares traded. Um, I, I guess what I was uh, implying, our enterprise value has doubled because we've got $15 million worth of shares of baseload energy as a sort of kicker in including our cash. So really prior, you know, call it last Friday, we were getting zero value for the OpenMisk. It just doesn't make any sense. But hey, the juniors are the most inefficient uh, market in the world, bar none, uh, to the upside and the downside. And this, uh, and this time, obviously, we think we're, we're mispriced to the downside. Well, well you, you reminded me of something there. Obviously, you've got the baseload shares, and perhaps you may or may not be right in terms of how you are being valued in terms of apportionment for baseload, because they've got a few issues. They've got a few problems at the moment we need to talk about at some point. Um, and obviously, you were waiting to get to this point. You made, made resources what you needed to do. You've had a pop and a nice pop at that, but it's still not enough. It's still nowhere near enough. And my point to you is about small companies talking about the language of being, becoming miners. You've got to understand the path to get there. And I want to hear from you. How do you get there without diluting the heck out of your shareholders? Step by step. I mean, look, I'm not thinking of it, you know, becoming a miner. I'm telling you this is a mine and it will be a mine. Okay. There's, there's, there's little doubt in that. Uh, we are, what, three or four days into this. So it's early days. Uh, we've had an awful lot of attention. I think you know, there are people who haven't even heard of us still. And those who are looking for copper stories are going to find out about us and they're going to think, hmm, interesting. And so we've got we've got lots of time to, to continue to build a story. It's guys like you who, who get us into, uh, you know, around the world and get us eyeballs. That's my job right now. I'm trying to stand on the top of a mountaintop and and explain the, the, the delta in, in price and value. And that's that's where we are. We think we've got look, it's it's again, it's step by step. Um, we're up 50%. Uh, I think the closest comparable, you know, bold statement is is going to be seven, eight hundred million dollar market cap. Look at look at uh, Marathon. I mean, I, I referenced, uh, you know, we're almost five million five million ounces of gold equivalent, one point one point four grams per ton. Uh, we're not too far off their metrics, and we have measured and indicated. This is not an inferred resource, Matt. This is a measured and indicated resource. You know, do the comps, you know, do we have a ways to go? Sure. But I, but that's the direction I'm going to take this company. But I'm interested at the moment, you know, you look at what um, copper price has done this year, you know, pretty, you know, what are we over for 430, 425, 430, something like that, right? It, 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 like that. It's moved. Copper juniors have not moved. I've had maybe a couple of handfuls on here in the last, you know, three or four months. And they're, they're where you are. They've kind of moved sideways or moved down, and no one's really paying attention because people's the retail perception of copper projects is they need they need to be big. They, you need scale for the economics to to be there. Do you think? I mean, obviously, two two million pounds, um, two billion pounds is 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 a lot of, is a lot of copper. How do you think you get over that hump for re retail so that they? think that this thing does have a chance of actually moving forward and, as you say, become a growth story because it's moved sideways in a really, really positive marketplace. So what have you got to do? Well, continue talking about this. Look, the, the whole copper market has been, the whole market has been quiet the last six months. Copper, copper ran um, last year in the last quarter. When we did our financing for the 20,000 meters, we hit 30, 33 cents afterwards. We were a higher market cap than we are today after we came out with 2 billion pounds of copper. So, I mean, that's how quickly the market 
can change and how sort of volatile and uh, inefficient it is. Were we more valuable uh, in November than we are now? Certainly not. But the market said we were. The market was wrong. Uh, so, look, I don't compare ourselves to any of the other copper uh, juniors out there because, again, they're just mispriced by and large. Uh, look, we're focusing on what we have. We look at the details, two billion pounds of copper, high grade, high confidence, uh, huge upscale, uh, upsize. OK, so, that, I mean, that's we know how small this is. It's two billion pounds and that's not small, Matt. Uh, we're going to we're going to push for four billion pounds. I mean, that's what we're aiming for here. That is, uh, as always, a forward looking statement by the CEO. But we see it. We see it in the model. Uh, everything we've discussed in this report, those two billion, nearly two billion pounds are just on two of the four mines on the Opamiska. We haven't even touched the third. We haven't touched the fourth, the Robitaille and the Cook. And then, we've, of course, we've got our satellite deposit, which is called the Roger, which we acquired earlier this year, 500,000 ounces at a gram on the rail. We can ship it. If you, if you include those tons, we've got 120 million tons. So we're, you know, we're a, a big little copper company uh, with big ambitions. And it's not just we're not just blowing smoke. Go to our presentation, look at our geologic model, see what's pit constrained. Uh, within the boundaries. And you can see right there, there's a huge amount. I mean, just visually, it looks like there's double the amount of mineralization uh, just in and around the pit constraints. It needs more, more drilling. Um, there's, oh, it's open at depth. We know that when Falcon Bridge shut this mine down in, in the early 90s, they left proven and probable reserves of 3 million tons of copper at nearly 3%. Uh, underground. It's not in our resource. We had a drill. We had probably our best and flashiest drill intersection in our saddle zone, uh, which didn't even make it into the pit. We drilled uh, nine meters at 18 grams gold. That surprised us. No copper, just a sort of an isolated gold shoot. Uh, very interesting to us. Certainly going to be part of our follow-up drill program coming, but you know that's not included in the pit. So everything I'm talking about, there's just so much that we, so much work to have uh, to do. Okay, so look, the the, the press release is good. The great the copper grades are good. You're talking two billion pounds to four billion pounds. You got to fund this, okay? You've got to fund this with in the in the most efficient way possible. You can either offload base uh, load uh, shares, which is going to cripple them. They're part of your portfolio. You're probably loath to do that. Or you're going to have to go out and raise money at these kind of at these sorts of prices. So, how do you fund that growth? Well, look, again, step by step, we're not getting too far ahead of us. We're not building a $500 million mine tomorrow. So it's not that sort but of Tell me what step by step means. Uh, I mean, do you go and raise a little bit of money now to advance it and yeah. just move the story for it? Wait for the copper market to come back next year? I mean, how do you play it? No, we don't. Look, we don't we don't uh, we don't wait for the copper market. That's not a strategy. We've got we've got a, a resource here that is going to be a mine. And so we're going to look to uh, de-risk it grow it and, and develop it and, and, and lay the foundation for all the elements that you need in order to be a mine. So that's our focus. How do we fund that? Well, we've got 3 million bucks in cash, so we're not that rich. We've got 15 million bucks in base, base load shares. We'll sell that when the time is right. Um, our group has raised, I can't even tell you how much money, but you know, tens and tens of millions of dollars in the last six, 12 months, you know, 50, $60 million. So, you know, there, there's access to capital. Uh, I've had all sorts of phone but calls. But so, I mean, market. we can raise money. It was a different market, Steve. Last year was a different market. Anyone who wanted to get funded could get funded, it seems. I've spoken to enough companies this past three, four months, and it's like the doors are shut. So how do you, as a small company, do not true. I raised six million dollars. I raised six million dollars in twenty-four hours for my nickel company um, last week. Last week. Last week. Two weeks ago, I raised seven and a half million dollars for base load energy. I mean, the doors aren't closed, Matt. 
I mean, you know, do you not think I can raise as much money in this company as I want today? Okay, so give, me some, is, give me some detail. Price? Give me some detail. What are you going to? Well, raise? there is no detail because I haven't done it yet. I mean, we're 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 thinking about it always. I mean, that is a constant consideration: is is our access to capital? But you know, mostly it's 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 cost. What do I have to give away at what terms? Um, look, I think we're uh, uh, a really good-looking girl at the dance here. Okay, so we have a lot of suitors, and uh, you know, we're going to take our time. And we're going to we're going to be choosy about what we do. So, like, uh, we don't feel the need to go out and rush and, and, and do the first deal that comes across our plate. We want to do it right. And so, we will. so who's asking you for a dance? Lots of people. Look, <laughs> as you know, as you know, people are looking for copper deals. Find me a comparable copper deal that isn't in a very risky jurisdiction. There, it, there are no comparables to us, Matt. Not, not a single one in terms of jurisdiction, grade, size, confidence, and then infrastructure. You talked about, let's talk about how uh, copper needs to be super big. Well, yeah, yeah, bigger is better, uh, all else equal in mining. But why, does, why do base metal projects need to be so big? Because usually they're in the middle of nowhere and you have to build a, real, a billion dollar rail. We don't have to do that. The rail comes to our project. We don't have to build a road. Um, we, we ship a clean concentrate right to the horn smelter, which is down, uh, you know, it, it's on the rail. So we can ship it there or we can ship it to Tidewater. This, this project, as we've always said, has the ability to be fast-tracked and developed in this cycle. Um, some of these massive porphyries, and I get, you know, uh, envy when I see uh, kilometer uh, intersections at a percent copper. Wow, fantastic. Very exciting stuff. That's the future, but that's not this cycle, Matt. That's next cycle. Uh, we're this cycle. We have that opportunity. Okay. So you're not going to tell me how much money you're thinking of raising or, or, or when. So remind me how much cash you've got again? Three million in cash. Three million in cash. Where does that get you? How long does that last? Well, I mean, look, um, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't launch a drill program on the back of $3 million. Um, you know, I always believe in raising money when you don't need it. So, you know, before we come out, look, I think... We haven't fully designed our next drill program, but you know, don't be surprised if it's between you know fifty and seventy-five thousand meters. I mean, that's what this this project warrants. Okay, uh, maybe more. Um, and 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 round figures. You know, look, um, just give me some time. I'll show investors how we're going to finance our path forward. I promise. By when? in the near term. In the near term, this side of Christmas. Absolutely. Okay. Fine. Well, let's let's uh, let's wait for you to do that. Um, so just on base load shares, you'll get rid of them at the most opportune time. What does that actually mean? When we maximize value, I mean, you're absolutely right. We ha we hold a, a position that, as a block, is illiquid. We can't we can't monetize uh, nearly 19 million shares in the market. That does nobody any favor. Certainly not base load, but certainly not QC Copper, who you know who's uh, who's a you know major owner of that position. There are suitors. Uranium is hot. You know that. Um, there are people that follow James Sykes, brilliant young geologist, uh, has 12 million in the bank, has three properties in the Athabasca, is, is on site as we speak drilling, going to have another drill program. Look, one drill intersection from Mr. Sykes is going to blow the roof off that thing. Um, and, and then we have all sorts of opportunities. So look, my, uh, my fiduciary responsibility is to QC Copper in, in, in those positions there. So, so when the time is right, uh, expect that to be monetized. I mean, look, we're not we're not sitting on it just because we like James, okay? We're sitting on it because we're a strategic investor. QC Copper made a, a really good corporate transaction. Look, the cost, we, we sold a, a non-core asset that we were never going to pay attention to, to base load, 
in order to get that position. Uh, we sold that at a million. Now it's worth 15. Not too bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, um, Stephen, I guess we're going to have to wait till you come back to us with the the, the drill plan or with, and, and how you fund it sometime between now and Christmas. Um, grades, are, grades are good. Scale's there. Um, do you do you feel that the market's probably going to, again, not give you credit um, until you do put out some kind of scoping study that, that where the, the economics are a little bit clearer for people to understand? Because there's pounds on the ground and then there's economic pounds on surface. So y- y- you've got to get that right, haven't you? You know, look, um, I'll tell you a little secret. These scoping studies, these PEA, those, those are for the retail investors. Okay. Um, anybody, anybody who's going to buy this project doesn't care about my PEA or anybody else's PEA. Do you think that tech, do you think that Rio cares about a PEA? No, they don't. They've got their own, they do their own PEA. Okay. And that's, that's, who's going to buy this thing, I think is a big mining company. So, uh, and I'll tell you right now, you talked about Copper's Flat. So why would I put out a retail based um, um, report and it, and, and nobody cares about it. So like, I don't care, you know, that that's not what this is about. And honestly, if I started defining the engineering and the economics of something that I know is half baked in the sense that, look, we think this is going to get twice the size. So why are we why are we going through the exercise, which doesn't add value, as I was just describing, on on half of the asset? Makes no sense. So when we when we figured out how how uh, how much bigger this is going to get, we said, look, we got to drill this out. So that's where our mind is. Okay, so right, give us a little bit of industry insight. You know, the PEAs is just for for retail. Um, how do you manage the negotiations with a buyer? Whatever mid-tier comes in and looks at this thing and thinks, you know what, I've seen your drill results, I've looked at the core, it, it's our kind of thing. We believe that we can we can um, do something with this, and you're still sitting at 30 million market cap. Who's who's the winner then? Well, look, I'm I'm not all that interested in entertaining offers from so-called strategics at this point. Um, you know, as I said, I'm I'm the best-looking uh, girl in the, at the copper ball right now, and I I don't really want to. Uh, get married to my Prince Charming. I want to uh, sow our, my wild oats a little bit and, uh, and, and keep on going this uh, independently, so to speak. You know, as I said, like, why would we, why would we bring, bring in a strategic at $30 million? Doesn't make much sense. We know what this is. Okay. We know where it's going. It just takes time. It takes more money. And look, if I couldn't raise any money, I'd, I'd bring in a strategic. But look, no, no, I, that's, I not, you, that's not my no point, David. I, I get it. You don't want to. You don't want to take it now. You don't want to take it now. It's it's not. You know, it's difficult. I'm talking about at the point where you come and sit down and have a negotiation with a strategic partner, mid tier, whatever. You, you know, they're gonna they're gonna say, well, hey, your market cap is this. You should, whatever you know, however they, however you want to have those. But you're gonna tell us how you have those negotiations because the market's valuing you at. I'll be generous. Hundred million at that point. You think this thing's worth five hundred million? That's a difficult conversation to have with with a, a strategic partner, isn't it? Well, sure. I mean, look, you know, we're we're so in a do? sense we are worth. What do you do? We we say come back at a later time. I mean, look, you know, it's it's we're not going to undersell this thing. It's the bottom line. So we know what it's worth. I can show comparables. I mean, this asset is real. So. Um, and, and the market takes time. I mean, I think you're caught up in what our market cap is today. It means nothing to me, Matt, okay? I'm thinking about where our market cap is in 12 months time. That's the goal. I don't need anybody else, okay? We just need to focus on the asset that we have and that we've defined. We know where this is gonna get bigger. We know how we're gonna do it. We've done it, taken it to this point. You know, it's just the beginning. So I'm not worried about selling it. I'm worried about getting it bigger. Uh, I hope the copper market, you know, continues on its path. All the so-called experts say it will. 
that's, you know, if they want to read, if that's what tea leaves say, so be it. Uh, nonetheless, we are going to have, um, I think, the best copper asset that's not owned by a big guy in Canada um, at the end of next year. I mean, I think we have it right now, but we're just going to get, uh, we're going to stand out that much more after this next drill program. But you do, so my point, I'm just trying to understand how you think. I know you don't care about a lot of stuff you've said. I don't care about a bunch of stuff there, but you've got to care about what retail can do for you. And you've got to enable them. You've got to arm them with the facts to give you the value that you think you deserve, which will in turn arm you to have a conversation with a strategic at the point that you want to have that discussion. So you, sh- you know, you need to kind of care about what the retail think because they could help you. And what do you see? Of course, they care. The question like- is, what do you give them to be able to value this? Because at the moment, if they look at these drill results, you know, you're doing that for the potential buyer. Do you think retail's going to be able to interpret what, what good looks like from drill results? I, I, I play a huge amount of attention to retail. I came from retail, okay? You know, I, you know, that's how I made my career is financing myself and communicating with the retail investors. I care very much. I, I, I don't care about our market cap today because it's irrelevant and it's wrong. That's, I mean, I certainly, I care very much about retail and I communicate with them and I'm going to just tell them the facts. Look at the comparables. I mean, the, the junior mining industry is, is really difficult to price. And so you can only really do that by comparables. I like to point, as I said before, to Marathon, $800 million market cap. Okay. They are a little bit bigger in terms of size. They're a little bit higher grade marginally, um, but they are what? 25X us. That's the best comparable in Canada. They're a good Period. company. They're a good company. Excellent company. Great jurisdiction. Good people. I know the guys that put it together. Uh, huge success story. It, you know that will be a mine. So will we? Um, they're eighteen months, two years ahead of us. Should we leave it there? Early days. Should we leave it there? Early days. Early days. Okay. I'll come back. Look, when we've got when we when we've got lots of cash in the kitty, and I promise you we will. We'll come back. By then we'll have our drill program fully delineated. I'll tell you exactly where we're going to poke the holes and when, and uh, you know the the picture will be clearer. But for now, the facts are we've got 2 billion pounds of copper. That's 8.3 billion U.S. dollars pit constrained in the ground on the rail in Quebec. Nowhere else I'd rather be. We're thrilled. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.